0: Welcome to The Hive Podcast. My name is Vincent Boujour, and you're listening to your number one resource for missional entrepreneurship. I'm so excited that you're here. We help you grow your startup and ministry every single week with practical advice, powerful tools, and inspirational stories. So join us and become a world changer one episode at a time.
1: All businesses, it doesn't matter the size, it doesn't matter the location, doesn't matter what kind of field are they in, what they are selling, they have the same business chassis. Basically, we are talking about those things that are common in any business. I mean... You can talk to a restaurant owner, you can talk to Bill Gates, or you can talk to Elon Musk or whatever other entrepreneur, everybody needs clients, everybody needs sales, and everybody needs profits in order to have a successful business. So if you look at these three points, they all need these three important things.
0: I don't know what you're usually doing when you're listening to a podcast, but this time I encourage you to lay everything aside and really take notes what Loranda is about to tell you is a game changer, and I'm not exaggerating. The business chassis helps you step-by-step step to become more profitable, successful, and impactful. And that's really what we need and want as missional entrepreneurs. Because we want to reach as many people as possible with the gospel. Now, before we dive into the details, I wanted to ask Lorand at the beginning... Hey, how did you become a business consultant?
1: Well, it wasn't my dream, you know. Uh, Usually we grew up with this childhood dream that I would I want to become a pilot or whatever. I didn't have this dream because I didn't know what business consulting means. I I, I didn't even know what business means until the age of 23, actually, when I first um, started to to understand uh, this business world because I started to work um, in a business coaching company. Uh, at that point, And I, st- I think uh, still uh, today, it's the largest business coaching company in the world. And I had the opportunity to, to start working as a, an assistant for a business coach. And that was the first time that I get, got in contact with uh, the business world and the business consulting world and the coaching world. And I realized that this is something that I love. This is something that I um, Enjoy doing. So I spent the, the next few years learning and uh, experimenting and uh, reading and going to trainings and just buying hours with mentors and so on to learn as much possible about how can you grow uh, and scale uh, successfully a business. So this is what I've been doing in the last uh, Uh, years and um, in the meantime I also have my uh, businesses I'm an investor in startups uh, and I have a lot of other projects but mainly my main goal is to help small business owners to grow their business
0: wonderful did something happen in your life where you realized um, this is not something that I like to do but this is something that I feel called to do Um, was there a circumstance or uh, something happened where you said okay I feel like God. God called me to uh, to uh, to use just to be, you know, a business consultant, or actually to help. Because I, I asked that question because I know you're helping them in a very specific way. Maybe you can explain that a little more.
1: Yeah. So uh, it, it 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 wasn't a specific moment when I felt this. I think it was a process. Uh, I was doing a lot of seminars and a lot of trainings, and I was working with business owners. And what I realized after a few years of working in this area, that it's something that uh, gives me energy, it doesn't take uh, energy from me. It's something that fulfills me. It's something that in the end of the day, even though my body feels tired, my mind is like always growing and expanding, and it's so exciting. So I realized, I think this is this is something that I I should just keep on doing because it's something that I love. And in the meantime because i was having my business in this period i was working with business owners but I, I in the meantime i needed to grow my own businesses i i realized the challenges that i had as a business owner uh, and i also had some really big challenges uh, in my company uh, as a as an owner because i was working more as an employee than an owner so i was I I wasn't working on my business, I was working in my business. And this is something that I learned from the coaching company that I was working for uh, back in Portugal uh, 15 years ago. Uh, One of the main ideas that they teach is don't work in your business, work on your business. And uh, a lot of things that I know right now, I learned from them. And this is something that uh, was hurt, painful when our daughter uh, was born. Because I was spending a lot of hours and a lot of days uh, on the road doing seminars around the country and traveling a lot. Uh, And I still remember specifically that in in 2018 I slept 170 nights at the hotel and uh, my daughter was two years old at that point, one year and something. And that was really painful for me, Uh, even though I had a really successful business, I was one of the best, probably the best business coach and speaker in my country. I had the third largest training company in the country, we were earning a lot of money. It was great, but I didn't have enough time for my family, for my hobbies, for traveling and so on. So I realized that this is a challenge for me and it's a challenge for most of the business owners uh, who are building and they are dedicating their time and energy to build this successful business, but in the meantime, they don't have enough time for other things that are important in our life. So this is something that I started to learn to learn in the last years. How to build a business that works without you? How can you get out of the operational part of the business? How can you scale a business without you being in the middle, in the center of the company? And uh, just to finish up this uh, small uh, uh, idea, right now, I live in Portugal. My whole team is in Romania. Um, Our company, I I work like three, four days per week uh, uh, for this company. And the rest, I spend it with my family. I take my jet ski and I go on the river or on the sea just to have fun. So I I really have time for myself and for my family, for, for other things that are important. So this is something that I'm teaching right now, how to build a business that works Without you, how can you get out of the operational and still have a successful business?
0: That's amazing. Now, when I think about businesses, just the business world, the entrepreneurial world out there, um, there are so many different ideas and so many different problems that need to be solved that people are solving right now. You have flower shops, you have doctors, you have lawyers, you have, uh, I don't know, um, people who make wallets, you have like, you know, engineers. And, and you're basically saying as a business consultant, well, I can help all of you. Now, maybe you wouldn't say it like that, right? But <laughs> how, do, how do you actually help these people in all of these industries, although it seems like that these businesses are all different?
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good question. And if you look from outside and you don't understand the basic principles of the business, you will think that it's just a stupid thing to assume that you can help anybody in any kind of field because you don't have experience in selling flowers. You don't have experience in building cars. But what I what I teach my clients is the basic principles of business. I don't I don't know. Anything about flowers, but I know about client psychology. I know about my marketing strategies. I know about sales. I know about sales techniques. I know about finances, and the basic principles are similar in all of the businesses. Actually, we use a concept that I also learned from this business coaching company that I work for, which is called the business chassis. Which says that all all businesses. It doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter the location. Doesn't matter what kind of field are they in what they are selling they have the same business chassis and if we have time we could cover this in this uh, podcast about the business chassis but basically we are talking about those things that are common in any business i mean you can talk to a restaurant owner you can talk to bill gates or you can talk to elon musk or whatever other entrepreneur everybody needs clients Everybody needs sales and everybody needs profits in order to have a successful business. So if you look at these three points, it's similar in any business. Of course, some businesses have more profit than others. Of course, some have more sales than others. Of course, some have more customers than others. But they all need these three important things. So the business chassis that we teach and that I learned and then that I'm using in my company and my co- client's company says that in order to have more clients, you need to have more leads. So you have to get in contact with more the potential customers you need a good conversion so if 1,000 people comes to your store you need to convert them into your customers because otherwise they are just some visitors so you need a good conversion and of course for those of you have, who have businesses online uh, this conversion is something that you can measure really easily and you have a lot of conversion. so people coming to the website and just clicking on a picture it's a conversion uh, putting the, the product in the bas- basket it's another conversion uh, finishing and uh, checking out it's another conversion uh, actually picking up the product and uh, not giving it back after a few days of in the guarantee it's also conversion so it's a lot of conversions that you have to take care of. but this is something that you measure easily in online businesses what i see in the uh, mainly in the classic businesses which is which are not online in a restaurant for example they don't measure the conversion they don't measure how many people uh, go uh, pass in front of the restaurant. They just look to the restaurant and they don't go in. That's a conversion. You are missing out on opportunities on your potential customers. So this is something that you need. More leads, more potential customers and a good conversion. And this will lead you to more customers. Then you need to make sure that you bring your customers back to your uh, company as often as possible. This is the uh, number of transactions. And of course, this depends on the, the industry that you are in. For example, if you're selling cars, a customer will buy maybe once in five years from you. Or if you buy, if you're selling houses, maybe he will buy once in a lifetime. But you need to understand that one of the ways to grow a business is to bring back your customers and keep selling them something, some product, some service that you have, or start selling something new in order to bring back the customer again because you sold something that he's not going to buy in the next uh, tens of years. So uh, this is the, the third part of the of the chassis. If you multiply the number of customers with the number of purchases that they do in your in your company, you can increase the the your sales and another. Uh, key factor in this chassis is the number, uh, the, the average sales on each customer. So if you're selling cars, every this average sale can be $20,000. If you're selling a pen, it can be $2. But it really doesn't matter. You have to increase this average. You want to make sure that you are selling higher uh, priced uh, items. You want to make sure that people are buying maybe more items uh, when they are visiting your store or your business. So you want to increase this uh, average um, um, average uh, amount on transaction. You can see this maybe really well in some online businesses like uh, and I, I think, I hope I can give some uh, names if it's not a problem, like Amazon. If you buy something on a- Amazon and Walmart, Almost most of the successful online stores, if you put something in your basket in the next second, you will have a recommendation of something else that people usually usually buy together with that product that's that's called upsell you're, they are selling you uh, something more expensive or cross-sell when you they're selling something different to you that's a, a, a technique a strategy to increase the average amount spent by the customer when they come to your store so these are small techniques that you can use in order to increase this average so if we take the number of customers we multiply it with the number of uh, transactions that they do on average and the average Every amount that they are spending in your company, these three figures will give you the total sales of the company. And then we have to multiply the total sales by the profit margin. The profit margin is the the, the amount that you keep for yourself as the business owner. It's your profit. So by multiplying the the, the total sales with the profit margin, you will get the total profit of your uh, company. And of course, here again, uh, in order to increase our profit margins, we have a lot of techniques. Uh, You can uh, just be careful with the the expenses. You can change your suppliers. You can negotiate with your suppliers. You can buy bigger amounts to get better prices and so on. We have uh, tens of strategies uh, to help our customers to increase their profit margin too. So if we understand this, that... Everybody needs leads, everybody needs to improve the conversion, and then they will have more customers. Everybody needs to bring the customer back as often as possible, even though in some industries it's harder than in others. Everybody needs to increase the average amount on every sale, and of course, the total sales will increase uh, automatically, and then you need to have a better convert, a better profit margin, then you will get more profits. This is similar for any business. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're selling water, if you're selling phones, or if you're selling uh, uh, food in uh, your restaurant, or if you're selling health uh, in your health course, if you're selling uh, whatever. I mean, this chassis can be applied even in church. You know, we need more leads, more people coming to, to the church. We need to convert them. You know, it's called even in the church, it's called conversion. We, we need to convert them. So it, it's similar. We need to bring them back more. You know, so it's, it's, it's really similar in any kind of business, actually. And uh, if we understand these basic principles, then we can say that really it doesn't matter what kind of businesses uh, we are talking about, we can help them to grow. And this is something that I would, just to finish up my answer, uh, this is something that I encourage uh, business owners. Learn the basic principles. Don't learn that much about flowers. Uh, spend a little bit of more time learning about basic principles in business because if you learn the basic principles in business you can have a flower shop you can have a restaurant you can have whatever you want you need you you will know how to increase uh, that business because you know and you understand the basic principles of a successful business
0: that's very eye opening and i think that um that's where we have to f- kind of put our attention towards uh kind of in a more detailed way to understand that to uh to train our minds to think about that constantly when we are doing business uh thank you so much for sharing Uh, we'll have a short break and then we'll talk about the parameters that we can change to basically get the most impact so if you want to know what you need to do with the business chassis so that you can basically uh just have more impact stay with us we'll be right back
1: hive is your number one platform for missional entrepreneurship Start, grow, and scale your faith-based business with us, day by day. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just look for Hive I-N-T. That's Hive International. Hive I-N-T. Let's change this world and the world to come together.
0: Laurent and I have been talking about what he calls the business chassis that's a basic principle that you can apply to your business to make it more successful and uh, we've been looking at certain parts of this um, structure of this principle and uh, the question that I now have Laurent is what do I need to change um, to really have the most impact like what do I need to focus on if I want to really scale my business?
1: So first of all, we need to understand what impacts mean, means, you know. So if you, if you understand what impacts mean, uh, means, then uh, we, know, we, we will know what to increase and uh, where we can, we could act on the business chassis. So impact usually comes from the, um, you know, the, How much impact you can have in your customer's life, in the society, uh, in everything that surrounds you, even in, in your employee's life. So in order to have a higher impact, you need bigger profits because a very profitable company means that it's good for five stakeholders. It's good for the owner and investors, if he has investors. It's good for the employees because they get better and better salaries and conditions at their workplace. It's good for the, for the government because you're paying higher taxes, so they have more money in order to grow the country. It's good for the client because you have more money to maybe invest in research and development, and then you can grow uh, and uh, launch better products and better services, and you can train your your employees to give a better service to the customer. So it's very good for the customers too, if you have a lot of profit. And it's also good for the society because now you have more money to donate, to to get involved in, in, in social activities and so on. So the main goal of the business should be profitability. Even, even, uh, even though if it sounds like really, you know, money oriented, and you know, but in in order to have impact, you need to be profitable. So what we want to achieve, it's a more profitable company uh, for for for, uh, for our business. So in order to increase the profits, because the profits is the last in our business chassis, we just. Mm, basically need to understand that we have to increase all the numbers that we can increase before getting to the profits. And it's important to understand that in, bus- in this business chassis, we have three points, which are results. The number of customers, it's a result of the leads and conversion. The total sales, it's a, it's a result of the number of customers multiplied by the number of transactions on average and the average sales on each cast- each transaction. This is the total sales, so it's also a result. And the profit, it's also a result between the total sales and the profit margin. So we, we want to focus on the three results because this is something basic that we learned in the school. You don't want to change the result. You want to change what is before the result, and then the result will increase automatically. So we focus on the, the five things that we can increase in the chassis. Number of leads, conversion, number of transactions on average, average sales on a transaction and profit margin. Uh, maybe uh, because it will be hard to cover all, uh, all these aspects. Uh, in this uh, podcast, I would focus maybe on the first part because this is something that everybody wants, more customers. So um, one of the best ways to increase your profits is to increase the conversion. And I'm starting with the conversion, not with the leads because of one main reason if you have a bad conversion and you are making much more marketing and you're bringing more leads, you're losing more customers. So first of all, you want to increase your conversion so that in the moment that you're starting making a better marketing and you're bringing more leads to your company, then you have more customers. So increasing your your conversion, just some ideas, some practical approach. Uh, One of them. Best ways to increase your conversion is to understand the fears, the frustrations, the desires, and the goals of your customers. So if you understand the frustration and the fears of your customers, you can give them some guarantees that those frustrations and fears won't happen in your case. Let me give an example. One of the biggest fears of customers buying our online courses is that I'm going to pay you some money, I 100 euros for a course, but then I don't know if that will help me. So this is a frustration, a fear. So because of that fear, it's not buying. So me as a business, I understand this frustration, this fear, and I'm coming to them with this guarantee. Buy from our platform, any kind of course, because if you don't like it, you have 15, 15 days to tell us and I will give you the money back. So it's no risk for you. So what, what, what this, uh, does this mean? I understood the fear and frustration of my customer. I gave them a guarantee to show them that that frustration and fear won't happen in my case. So now you should buy from me, not from my competition, because the fear that you have won't happen in my case. So this is one of the best techniques that you can use to increase your conversion, to have a lot of guarantees, basically to cover all your fears and frustrations of your customers. So this is one of the things. And you can have guarantees or you can have unique value propositions. This is something that you will learn if you go to the business school or business trainings. Unique value proposition is something that you are offering and your comp- competition is not offering. Um, and this is also based on the fears, frustrations, and also on desires and goals. For example, just I'm going to give uh, maybe a stupid example just to exemplify how this simple th- this can be. Imagine that if you study your customers, you have a restaurant, you have a vegan restaurant. And uh, you want to differentiate your restaurant from the rest uh, from the other vegetarian and other kind of restaurants, and you study your customers and you understand that besides food, good food, and healthy food, they want to relax when they come to the to your restaurant. maybe you can introduce like a massage before the lunch for your customers, which is free of charge for your customers, and you would be the only restaurant in the city which would give this service. I know this might be a stupid example, but I just want to uh, outline how Important it is to understand what my customers want and how can I deliver them, and maybe my competition doesn't deliver that. And if you understand this, uh, and I, I'm telling that maybe it's a stupid idea, but maybe it's not, Be- because if customers need uh, they want to feel relaxed and one of the ways that they can get relaxed uh, in a restaurant is by massage, then it's a great idea. There is no stupid idea if it's fit for your market and for your customers. So <laughs> this is important. So uh, I, will, I, I would tackle the, the conversion. I would work on that, uh, training your, your employees just the, just imagine if you go to this uh, uh, international uh, restaurant chains i i, I won 't give name because i i don't i don 't even want to promote them because the food is not really healthy, but they are g- doing great things uh, the way they are selling. You go to these international restaurant chains and you say, "I want uh, this kind of uh, hamburger and the first thing that they will ask you do you want fries with that do you want uh, uh, juice with that Do you want the large size so they are in, instantly they are trying to sell you something more expensive or something, uh, some other products. Why? Because they are trained. So this is something that you need to do with your employees. Train them how to sell better, how to convert better. Another way to increase your conversion is to to make sure that your marketing is well done. Uh, So uh, what I uh, teach in my trainings and what I uh, teach my customers, don't try to do this um, you know, fi- uh, fire m- machine gun, you know, just uh, try to do marketing everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Google, and everywhere. I want to be everywhere. No, you don't have to be everywhere. You need to be on the right platform where your, cu- where your customers are. So if, for example, my customers are uh, between the age of 40 and 60, I want to make marketing on TikTok because they are not there. Uh, children are on TikTok or maybe youths, you know, I I need to understand where my customers are and which kind of uh, ways I use to promote my business. And when you improve your marketing, your conversion gets much better. You need to understand how to use the right message. You know, maybe you heard about the idea uh, AIDA uh, uh, concept, attention, interest, uh, um, uh, desire, and action. If you use this framework in your marketing, you get the attention of the customer. You make him be interested in your product or service. You create the desire to for your product or service and then you called him to action in your marketing, you can have a better conversion and so on. We have so many things that you can uh, can implement in your business to increase the the, the conversion. So yeah, I think uh, the basic idea, Vincent, would be just I would encourage business owners to make sure that they spend some time in learning these things in learning these techniques learning these strategies uh paying maybe mentors or consultants who can help them to improve these numbers because um what i see around me and i i have been working with real, literally thousands of business owners they are working so hard so hard in their business they are just running around from six o'clock in the morning until midnight sometimes but they don't work on the business. They don't work on improving these numbers, and then they get stressed and uh, tired, and uh, uh, they want to close the business because it doesn't work. Well, the business is not working. You are working. You are taking all the 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 business on your shoulders, and that's really hard. And I, I've I've done that, so don't do that.
0: Well, thank you so much. I think that's worth it to uh, to listen to this a couple of times to really understand this and kind of you know remember these. Uh, yeah these techniques and uh, thank you for sharing that uh, the last question that I have uh, maybe there's someone listening who already has a bigger business and uh, we have figured out the marketing and the you know kind of the leads a little bit um, bringing customers back seems you know kind of hard especially in some industries do you have just the last question here do you have a a, a tip uh, an example um, what can we do to actually make someone Come back to us and buy again,
1: sure, so again, we have a lot of a uh, lot of strategies that we can use, but uh, just to just to make sure that i'm po- on point and I give something really valuable for you um, think about think about this when your customer is buying something, and by the way it's uh, statistically it's five or six times cheaper to bring back a customer than attracting a new customer. So you should really focus on that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it de- of course, it depends on the industry and on the business, but statistically, on average, it's five times, six times cheaper to bring back a, a customer than uh, bring a new customer. So yeah. Uh, one of the things that you can do, and this is, you can do this in any business. You need to understand that when your customer is buying your product, before buying your product and after, your, after buying your product, he will buy another other products or services. And if you understand this, then, for example, if you're selling houses and you think, well, I can't bring my customer back because he's buying once in a lifetime a house. Well, statistically, it's not true. People buy twice uh, a house in their lifetime worldwide, in some countries less and some countries more, which means that some customers will buy like three, four times and some customers will buy once because the average is two. So you can still bring back uh, the customers to buy another house but if you can bring them back to buy another house think about what kind of other services and products do they need after they buy the house or before they buy the house. So imagine that uh, you're selling houses and one of the services that uh, the customer is buying is the the cleaning service. So he needs the cleaning company to do you know this clean, clean up before he moves in or he needs a company to move him in you can sell those products you can develop a new line of product or you can partner with somebody who is selling that service and you just get a commission for from every referral that you give to that uh, company for cleaning the the houses that you are selling and you start make money from from that so just need you just be careful and be open-minded with this process. Your customers buy a lot of products and services. One of the hardest things to do is to gain the trust of your customers. Once you gained it, you can sell them almost anything. So think about what kind of products and services can I sell besides my product or service that my customer need and it's easy to bring them back to buy that because it's in the process or because it's before my product or so on and then you can call your customers back this is this is one of the maybe the best strategies another strategy just make sure you have a a database of your customers i mean i i saw a lot of restaurant owners for example people come in they eat they leave and they don't have any clue who that customer is, they don't have a phone number, they don't have an email address, they don't have anything. And I'm asking him, how, is, how are you going to call that customer to come back to your restaurant? How are, how are you going to send them an email on his birthday, telling him that he has 50% discount on his birthday if he comes with four people? How are you going to tell them that you have a special price for the 14th of February? I mean, you can, not because you don't have the database. So just ask for your customer's uh, phone number, email address, of course. You don't stay at the entrance of the restaurant and, oh, t- welcome to our restaurants. Can I have your phone number and email address? No, you don't do that. You do some contests, you know, like if you give your email address and phone number, you get to this contest and we will give out, for example, free lunch for three months for you, for somebody, and then you make this contacts and then you have the the, the the contact of your customers. You need to build a database. Otherwise, it's impossible to bring your customers back to buy from you. So, And again, this is just two ideas. We, we can talk about this like hours and hours, but again and again, just I would uh, encourage uh, business owners to be open-minded, to learn about this, to discover more. And uh, it's a, another way to learn is just pay attention to other businesses. See what others, other people do in, in their businesses. Maybe if, if they are in different industry. If, if, if you go to this restaurant and the, the, the employee says, do you want fries with that? And do you want uh, juice with that? How can you implement that idea in your business if you're selling cars? Of course, you won't ask if you want fries with death, but you can ask, do you want to buy this extra option on the car? Do you want to buy a bike from us? Or Just think about how can I implement these strategies that are used in successful businesses in my business too.
0: encourage you to not only work for your business but work on your business every single week if you can every day now if you want to know more about this topic we have an entire section on our website that you can visit go to hiveinternational.org resources click on startups and then select the business chassis we have videos and additional resources so that you can learn more about that You've been listening to The Hive Podcast. My name is Vincent Bujor, and I hope that I can see you again. You know when, right? <laughs> Monday, 6 a.m.